This is Kate. Listen, everybody, we've got about three weeks left to purchase the replica coin, the silver round uh, for, for the show to keep us on the air. This coin was modeled after the first coin ever minted in the United States. So there's some history to it. Lady Liberty and the stars around her. Great history lesson for your kids, your grandkids to look at comes in a beautiful case. Yes, it's marked up to $99 to help this show stay on the air. And we need you. There's a limited number left. Please get yours before uh, this ends in about three weeks. So please go online and you can grab it for $99. I'd grab some extra for the kids. It'll put 30, 40 bucks of silver back in your pocket. Yes, real silver. But uh, this coin is gorgeous. It says, be faithful, be fearless. It's a collector's coin, the Kate Daly Show coin, only available for three more weeks. And you can get them here at the studio, Canyon Media Studios in St. George by cash or check. So they have them up at the front desk. I would love to see you do this to keep truth in radio on the air. The questions that need to be asked, the things we need to talk about, because there's only a couple of shows like mine that are live on the air in the United States right now. Keep this one afloat. Keep free speech afloat. Thank you for all that you're doing for truth in radio. When you re- Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and in light of the recent events, your continued support means everything to myself and my employees. To thank you for having the biggest sale ever on all my pillow bedding. Get my pillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a my pillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer, for as low as $29.98. We even have pet blankets from small size to the ones for your car. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding, including MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. Get all your shopping in while quantities last. Please order now. Make sure and use the promo code KATE, K-A-T-E, and get those savings and help Truth in Radio. Thanks, you guys. Realize that mainstream media has sold you a box of rocks. It's time to tune into the Kate Daly Show, America's newest addiction. The show starts now. We want to give you an example. Just yesterday, Spencer Cox, who's the Republican governor of Utah, was asked a question about a scholarship program created by the NBA team, the Utah Jazz. Now, the team's program gives out a scholarship to one of Utah's in-state universities every time the team wins a game. That's great. Here's the part that's hard to believe it's legal and it's totally immoral. That scholarship is given on the basis of skin color. Kids with the wrong skin color, no matter how disadvantaged they are, no matter how qualified they are, cannot get a scholarship because they're the wrong color. So a normal person would push back against it because it's racist, obviously. It should be illegal, but Spencer Cox, the Republican governor of Utah, is totally fine with it. Listen. The Utah Jazz is excluding white children from consideration for their scholarship program. Do you think this is racist? And what will you do to prevent the Utah Jazz from acting in this racist manner? Well, I I don't think it's racist. In fact, I I think it's in response to, unfortunately, some very difficult and and racist injustices that have happened in our community for a long time. Looking for ways to uh, to lift communities that have been uh, historically um, and disproportionately impacted isn't racist at all. In fact, it's a great way to overcome racist. And I'm, I'm really proud of the jazz and the great things that they're doing there. 
Look, there are a lot of dumb people in this country. The problem is when they become governor. Spencer Cox is really proud of this program. Spencer Cox thinks we've had a lot of racism in this country. That's true, by the way. How do we fix it? More racism. And that's why Spencer Cox is defending an openly racist program. What do his voters think of that? We invited Spencer Cox on the show to explain. We would have let him talk, but he had a conflict. He couldn't come. We hope he'll come soon. I know that was a little while ago, but <clears throat> oh, the Spencer Cox reels that I have. Welcome. We're live today. Welcome to the show. How are you, Uncle Milty? Oh, I'm me. <laughs> what does that mean? By the way, happy birthday. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. You had a birthday over the weekend. Saturday. Exciting times. What'd you do? Um, nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Oh. No, really. I, I did you nothing. You didn't even go to dinner? Because I'm so old, I can't do <laughs> You can't what? <laughs> do much of anything. So you're a January baby. So. I actually just, I sat around uh-huh. looking inwardly. Really? Yeah. Does it sound like to, a very fun To birthday? see if I truly am racist. <laughs> what and, was your verdict? You know, I decided that when I, when I, I took out a little whiteboard and I made some notes. Oh, pros and cons. And at the end, I realized uh-huh. that I really do have an extreme prejudice against white people. <laughs> Do you? Especially hard when you look in the mirror every morning, or, I mean, is it Well, no, I'm black. (laughs) When you get that good old look at yourself? Yeah, well, you do put black on your forms. Yeah. I do think that's quite hysterical, by the way. Nobody's questioned it yet. Well, happy birthday to you. Well, thanks. Yes. I'm glad you had another birthday on this planet. I'm old. And (laughs) you are not old. You are not old. I have entered my seventh Decade of life. Was this the big 70? No. Oh. 69. Oh. So the so year following that, that is the beginning, is no. the first year <laughs> of the seventh <laughs> decade. <laughs> Most people do it on the 70th. Yeah, I know. Oh, you're but still they're in wrong. your 60s. Oh my gosh. You are still in your 60s, though. I just want to point that out. Yeah, 69. Okay. Well, happy birthday. Thank I'm you. I'm glad you're in your now 70th. Decade. I remember when I turned 25 and my father called me up and said, you're now a quarter of a century old. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> Nobody wants to be reminded of that. Ever. I, I got a lot of texts over the weekend from people, yeah. though, saying, maybe now that you're older, you'll have some wisdom. Oh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> and some wit. No, I'm just kidding. He's full of wit. What can we say? Oh, boy. We have a lot to cover today. Um, So I wanted to announce Kimberly Ells is speaking. I don't know if you guys remember my interview with her, but she is speaking uh, this Wednesday at the Electric Theater. We're finally going to use the Electric Theater. For free. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday at 7 o'clock. It's called Invincible Family. And she has been overworking um, to fight the U.N., working uh, there, you know, uh, to fight the UN. And she wants to tell you all that the UN is planning to do. And uh, her book is really great. So this Wednesday, which what's the date on that? I don't want to mess up the date again. Uh, (laughs) I'm really famous for that. Let's see. So February 1st. So February 1st, right? Yeah, Wednesday, right? Am I right? Um, Wednesday will be. Yeah, today's the 30th. 
Okay. Yeah, the first. All right. So Wednesday, February 1st, um, just wanted to let you guys know, uh, 7 o'clock. And there's a lot of concerned mamas that have been emailing me about this. Really good mama warriors out there. Parents need to go to this. Find out what they're up to with your kids. Uh, We have some things to talk about in today's show, too, as far as SEL and um, a couple of things that they're pushing new age spirituality from the U.N. into the schools um, teaching, you know, uh, you know, because arithmetic. You know, spelling, English, you know, those kinds of things. Eh, they need new age spirituality yeah. added in because you got to take the role of the parents, right? When you're an educator and start to teach them how to be spiritual. Oh, I just think I threw up. I actually am surprised about the event Wednesday, though. Why? At the electric. Because you would think that the, the globalists on the city council uh-huh. would have figured out a way to stop that. Yeah. But apparently they did. Maybe Michelle <laughs> Randall's on vacation. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a good event. She's going to be speaking out. I know. And we get it We get it at the Electric Theater, uh, which I'm really glad to see that, at least. I mean, we did spend $5 million on yeah. it to start. So, um, But the but uh, Kimberly Ells is great. <clears throat> She's a great speaker. She lives up north. And uh, she was on Tucker Carlson. She was on all kinds of shows um, being interviewed for Invincible Family, So uh, the book. So please go see that at seven o'clock this Wednesday. And uh, I do want to talk about the water bill. Um, there are some, so let me, let me kind of tell you a little bit on the, on the water bill. Um, the bill seizing farm, water from farmers and ranchers in an emergency um, by Carl Albrecht, a Republican, Salt Lake City. Um, this bill would use the water from farmers or ranchers if there was a water emergency that requ- required action from the governor. So it's really in the governor's hands. Reading through this bill, um, the, it, it, what's talked about is the state could first take water from a rancher or farmer who has first in time, first in right rights for that water and use it for culinary purposes, sanitation purposes, power generation and firefighting. Um, in return, the Department of Agriculture would reimburse those farmers and ranchers for any lost crops. And Albrecht, uh, Albrecht estimated the state would need 3 to $10 million for repayments, although the money hasn't been allocated yet. It hasn't gotten um, through yet. So this bill isn't through yet, but it's a pretty big threat. Um, they don't talk about taking water from the data center. They say the ranchers and farmers are using all the water. I guess they forgot about the data center and it's billions of water. Well, they don't want to lose data. Well, that is very important to the state. Yes. Very, very important to the state. So, yeah, food. Who needs that when you have data? So reimbursements would come from the creation of a new revolving loan fund. So I I just wanted to explain this in more detail for people. The legislature, though, has not appropriated any money yet, but it would if this goes through. And... uh, Albrecht himself said this comment. Hopefully, it's a resource that puts on the sh- that that's put on the shelf that could be used by the governor and the legislature. Although you know he doesn't really want it to be. 
<clears throat> because revol- you know it's so hideous. Yeah. A revolving <laughs> loan, loan fund. To pay the farmers for the water they take from them, that ruins their business, ruins the farm. So, so is that kind of like what happened in the 1960s, mm-hmm. the revolving credit? <laughs> where you like could that. use the credit, uh-huh. pay a little bit, use right. more, pay a little bit, use more, yeah. and never be out of debt? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because it's exactly loans. That's exactly how it works. It's loans. Right. They don't um, need to allocate it. Mm-mm. It's once it's allocated, that's it. They can borrow yeah. it whenever they want. Mm-hmm. So uh, it it first grants emergency powers to the governor, and then it doesn't state what an emergency is, other than man-made or natural. So they could essentially go well. You know, we're like they do with with Lake Powell. They say Hmm. the water level is thirty seven hundred normally, even though we've never reached that in history since the 60s. We've never reached thirty seven hundred. But now they claim it is normal as the average, even though we've never even reached the number. So they could come out with a number and then say or they could say, well, we're in a drought emergency because we could be by next year. Because we're only looking at two seasons rather than four. It snowed here in the desert today, so I'm, we're laughing because we have to put up with this drought. But um, and trying to get through, you know, to work with snow on our cars in a desert area. But we're supposed to ignore all that. And they could, and, and as they're touting drought headlines, they could easily do this for this and say, well, in the summertime, we are going to be at a certain level. We think so. We're going to claim a drought emergency now. So it never stipulates what and how they can do it. Very, very disconcerting. There are legislators out there who think this bill is helping ranchers and farmers. No, it's not. It's not because it's sort of changing up what it's doing. And the thing is, is even the guy that 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 put this bill out there, Carl Albrecht, is also saying, well, I hope we never have to use this. But, you know, here we go. Um, doesn't look good. That doesn't look good. This isn't helpful for ranchers and farmers. So we'll we'll talk about this more. But it's there's something um, it does give a list about who gets the water first. But then it appears that if the water it is a take, you know, take away the water. Uh, you, you ask for permission later, like you take it and then they can go, oops, sorry. Can we have it? Um, you've already taken it, you know, that kind of nonsense throughout mm-hmm. the bill. So it hasn't passed. Let's hope it doesn't, but I don't see how this would ever help a rancher or farmer. It doesn't even specify about the data center. And I think, I think that's very telling in of itself. So I know that people are kind of confused by this bill because I think legislators are saying, oh, it's, this, is a, this could help us. No, it can't. The more bills that get written, the worse off we are. Every time. Yeah. Um, and if uh, there might be some amendments in the past that could do some things with the water, this amendment isn't like giving you any freedom or anything from those. Um, really what it's doing, I think, is nailing it down. But um, I just don't know how you could read this bill and, and walk out saying that this bill is really chipper and good. Even the guy even the guy that put it out there is saying, well, yeah, I mean, it's not great. So, And hopefully they'll never have to use it. What? Yeah. Who does that? Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Hey, um- Talk.
talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. My mother Oh boy, we got a lot going on in the uh, trans world too um, in Utah, but we'll get there in just a second. And uh, welcome back. Um, yesterday or Saturday was your birthday, right? Uh huh. Happy birthday to you, Mister Mister Milty. And um, I also uh, just wanted to mention a couple of things. Got to do some business here. Um, Liberty Youth Academy uh, in Tucson and St. George. This academy is just amazing, and enrollment starts. February 15th is coming up, folks. Make sure and uh, and get over there to get your kids enrolled in a wonderful school that's not going to teach them SEL, okay? Because this school will focus on um, Christianity and uh, classical education and leadership education, the kind of education that you want your kid to have, all right? So this is going to be amazing. You can donate to, to libertyyouthacademy.org. If you want to donate somewhere, donate it to these schools that are doing a wonderful job in uh, giving kids the proper education, okay, um, where they actually learn great things. So uh, for more info, you can call or text uh, 668-4804, 668-4804. Okay. And then, of course, uh, garage doors only. Always doing a stellar job. 435-868-1200. 435-868-1200. They're on Bluff Street. Best price, best service, uh, best techs, knowledgeable, professional, personable. I can't say enough about them. They did my own garage doors. And let me tell you, they're that good. I would tell you to go to them. Hands down, they're amazing. So before we go to the, to the trans world, too, let me, let's, take a, let's take a phone call. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yes, one of the big reasons we're in uh, trouble is the Americans will not learn the law. This is uh, the stealing the water of uh, what mm-hmm. is it, the farmers. Yes. I specifically saying they're going after farmers. HB one fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is blatantly unlawful, yeah. blatantly, yeah. and everyone uh, on our side needs to know that, and that needs to be their number one argument. Uh, it shouldn't be confused. They don't know the law. Now, let me ask a question for you. Uh, there's a couple points on this. First of all, where are the powers of the governor uh, listed? Who decides the powers of the government? Is it the state legislature? Yeah, or it's very it general. Constitution? Yeah. Pardon, oh, pardon? yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the state ahead. constitution and the federal mm-hmm. constitution applies to him as well. It's mm-hmm. the constitution yep. that delegates his power. Yeah. There is no power in there that says that the legislature has to use the word emergency and suddenly he has new powers that aren't in the constitution. This this is extremely important. He does not have this power. Now what they're using, they're very tricky here and but it's still unconstitutional is eminent domain. Mm-hmm. In the uh, end of the uh, fifth amendment it says no person shall without due process of the law be deprived of property, life, liberty, oh, excuse me, without due process of the law shall be uh, 
uh, oh, I'm, I'm jumping a little ahead here. I mean, shall uh, be compelled in any criminal case to be witness against himself, nor deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Now, this is the big part. Nor shall private property be taken for mm-hmm. public use without just compensation. Mm-hmm. That's the eminent domain phrase in the Fifth Amendment. Now, from the very beginning, the eminent domain applies to a specific property. The reason they put it in there during the war, they had to uh, take some ships or boats from one farmer to get across the river, and they were compensating them. Mm-hmm. But it was very specific what they took, and they wanted to have that available. And right. so this is not specific. They're just taking water in general and using it. They're not even identifying how they're going to use it. So it's in violation of the Fifth Amendment. It is a violation of the eminent domain cause of the Constitution. They have no power, uh, authority at all to do this, and every one of us need to be telling you that, telling them that. You are outlaws. You have no authority. Cease and desist. Uh, and then we uh, take them to court, and hopefully we can find a judge that will stand by the Constitution. Amen. Thanks, Mark. Really appreciate it. Yeah. That's uh, that's the case yeah, 99% inflated. of the time. Yeah, eminent domain has become we can take whatever, whenever we want, under whatever emergency we want, or for a freeway impasse, we can just do it. But because we're because we're compensating you, but that doesn't that's not right. Well, the, the actual reason they feel that way is because uh-huh. they know without a doubt they know what's best for all of us. Oh yeah, for sure. Hi caller, welcome to the show. Go right ahead. This is a, a really touchy topic you're talking about, Kate. Yeah. Um, you know, who owns all the water in the state of Utah? Who owns all the water? You mean people with water rights? What are you talking about? I mean, what are nope. you asking? Nope. The, the state owns all of the water in the state of Utah. Mm-hmm. The water right gives the individual that has that ah, the yeah. right to use it. Right. Okay, but mm-hmm. the state the state owns it, so they don't need this bill for anything other than they want to compensate the farmers mm-hmm. when they they take their water rights. But the state already owns the water, so they can do whatever they want with it. My question, and this is one that I think somebody needs to dig into, mm-hmm. is how does the cities like St. George, like Washington, like Santa Clara, let, allow all of this development to happen right. when there's no water rights with the land? Mm, yeah, That's excellent question. Because I, I, I've been in real estate for 20 years. Uh-huh. I sold 320 acres out in Little Valley in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. The property had... Where'd you go? Was he there? It's never transferred and never sold with the property. Okay. That last sentence we didn't hear. The developer that bought it went in there and developed, I don't know, 600 lots, 700 mm-hmm. lots mm-hmm. with no water rights. Hmm. So those are the questions I think that need to be asked of the Water Conservancy District of the cities is where do you get the water from and how do you get the yeah. to continue to allow for development? Okay. Well, you're because ca- if you or I go in, go to the state, we can't get that water. Okay. Um, you're cutting out, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you off. But, yeah, you're cutting out, and I'm not sure about the, the state owning everything. Hi, caller. Go right ahead. 
Yes, and that's my point. Yeah. I would like him to tell me where in the state constitution it says uh, the people's property, it. water on their property belongs to the state. Yeah. They can pass. So what? this is the big problem. People think the, uh, if they pass a law, they have a total power. They're dictators. They have mm-hmm. uh, ju- uh, what's called legislative supremacy. Whatever right. this legislature says, they can do anything. They can force you to slaughter your firstborn child. They don't have the power unless it's in the constitutions. Right. Uh, the, the section 7 of the uh, state constitution due process clause says no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Mm-hmm. Due process of law is a trial. So uh, there's nowhere in that constitution that I know, I read it once, right. maybe I missed something, that says the state owns all the water in the state. It's, pro- it's probably some legislative statute or uh, a law and it's uh, obviously unconstitutional because it, there is no such power given to the legislature for that. Well, not everybody purchases their water from that you can purchase water rights from somebody else, can't you? Yes, you can mm-hmm. purchase it. It can uh, be a lake <laughs> yeah. that you bought on your property. Mm-hmm. It can be uh, the water underneath your property. It can be just a whole variety of things. It can be rainfall that falls on your property. It has to be in the Constitution. If he like, if that uh, caller likes that, then amend the state Constitution and have the people agree that the state should own all of our pro- uh, water. The next thing they'll want us to uh, want them to own all our lives, yeah. <laughs> and they're going to move in that direction pretty quick. Oh, I'm with you. Thank you. Really appreciate the call. Um, Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Uh, Kate? Yeah. When uh, Brigham Young brought the Mormons into Salt Lake Valley, Mm -hmm. this whole area was claimed by Mexico. Yeah. And the Mormon battalion was headed to Mexico to help win the Mexican-American War, Mm -hmm. but they never fired a shot because the war ended, Mm -hmm. and Utah became owned by the United States as a result of the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. Mm -hmm. And that caller who said the state owns the water, he is wrong. Yeah. Water rights were acquired before Utah became a state. The pioneers that came to St. George in 1861, Mm -hmm. they started putting the water to beneficial use, and that's how water rights are acquired by putting the water to beneficial use. So water rights were owned by the settlers of St. George long before Utah became a state Amen. in 1896 for 30 or more years. Yeah, yeah, amen. They had water rights here. Right. It had nothing to do. The state did not own it. Right. So that is right. not true. All righty. Hey, thank you for that. Really appreciate yeah. that. That treaty was like mid-1800s or something. Thank you. You know, a lot of what we think are laws Mm -hmm. are not laws. Mm -hmm. A lot of this water regulation is done. It started out with the Division of Natural Resources, and under that is the um, Utah Department of, or Utah Division of Water Resources. Mm -hmm. And they make up all these rules. Right, right. And that claim this is now the law. Rules and regulations. Yeah. I'm with you on this. Yeah, let's take another call. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Uh, yeah, I was raised on a farm here sure. at the Utah Lake area. Uh-huh. Parents go back to the 1800s. Nice. This water stuff is very complicated. Yeah. Uh, they have what's called two different water rights. They have uh, diligence rights, and they, and they have rights where you can file for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it is, is is if you have a stream that runs through your property, mm-hmm. you you measure it, and then you can claim on that water, but you cannot uh, actually sell them. Mm-hmm. So it, it depends on the person that lives upstream. 
mm-hmm. uh, first in time, first in line, you know. Right. Uh, so, uh, but but all these other, uh, like when they uh, drill down, you get into uh, these aquifers. Right. And we have one of the biggest aquifers here that runs all the way down into Vegas mm-hmm. from the Snake River. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but, but as far as all, all this stuff, you know, they can't create water, and, and and land and water goes hand in hand under maritime international law. Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, if you don't have some sort of water rights, the the land is act, is uh, worthless. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, so, and then there's always so a anyway. Primary. But, uh, mm-hmm. but these guys up there in legislate, they're not going to create any water. You know, this, this goes back to the the pagan gods where they sacrifice children to bring rain. Well, yeah. I mean, but, you know, we're, thank you for your call. We also are kind of ignoring primary water, which we've done for centuries, but seems to always get ignored in every conversation about water, um, that the only water we have is what we can see, and it's that's it. And there's way more to it than that, I think, that gets uh, mistaken. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. you got 20 seconds. Yes, that last caller was making a point, and I want to clarify it. It is uh, sometimes confusing or difficult to decide who owns what water. But one thing we know, the state does not own it. So if you have a river going through your property, now maybe somebody, a a state, Mm -hmm. a a river owns part of that. If uh, there's water that's a border between two properties that are underground. But that's just a matter of determining who owns it. But one thing we know, the state does not own it. Yes, thank you for that. The diligence claims. Uh, that they were referring to, you know, started uh, 1903 administrative procedures to appropriate water, 1903, but there are rights that precede that. Be right back, Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Boys are boys from the beginning. If you born a boy you stay a boy girls are girls right from the start if you were born a girl you stay a girl and grow up to be a lady everybody's fancy everybody's fine your body's fancy and so is mine only girls can be the mommies can be the daddies yes sir everybody's fancy everybody's fine your body's fancy and so is boys are boys <laughs> you think it would be so easy right i mean it mr rogers made it sound really easy and we all grew up in a time when this was pretty much a given not so much. Fast forward. Not so much in our governor's world either. Um, welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. We're live today. Uncle Milty's here and talking a lot about water today because there's a lot of, um, I would say, mixed thoughts as to whether that bill, some of the legislatures, uh, legislators think that the bill is a good bill. It isn't. And if they already had this in the legislature, why why write another bill to solidify and hammer it down? But this is about the compensation revolving loans that they would get. They're planning on using this as the bottom line, and they're going to give the governor all power to do it. And our governor loves 
Our governor loves whatever the Biden administration pops out, whatever uh, whatever uh, environmental regulation they can impose, whatever new. He loves drought. He's been talking about drought since uh, since he was lieutenant governor. Drought, drought, drought. We're always in a drought. My husband said jokingly, he's like, we've been in a drought for the 30 years we've been here. And I'm like, I know it's constant drought talk um, because it gives them more control. Our mayors, our city council members, the Water Conservancy, a lot of control. Um, but I did want to mention um, I did want to mention Beehive Rental. Go there for your rental equipment needs. They're just fantastic, and you can get construction equipment, um, floor tools if you're doing your own flooring. If you have like a weekend project, heaters, fans, hand tools, mixers, all kinds of things, water equipment, even pressure washers. Uh, rent rent them for the weekend. Have a weekend project, but go to Beehive Rental because they're fantastic on Highland Drive. You'll love them. Six two eight sixty six sixty three. Um, yeah, I know. Do, I, I we're just looking at each other like oh, it's just endless. I hate legislative session. Can I just tell you? Do you do you remember the movie Chinatown? Yeah, yeah. It vaguely. was about the California water wars mm-hmm. when Mulholland built the aqueduct from the Owens Valley to Los Angeles, and that's what started all the political fighting over water in Southern California. Mm. And it literally became a war yeah. over the water from right. the Owens River. Prior to that, people just worked together. Yeah, yeah. Until the yeah. government got involved. Until the government got involved. Those are your key words. <laughs> Until the government got involved. Oh, good night. It's, uh, it's, it's quite a... It's quite a thing, isn't it? Water rights. Um, but, you know, they... Uh, anyway, we've talked about it. So, I, there's just so much to understand. And I know they can be complicated. I get it. They can be complicated, but they're not so complicated as a, as a broad blanket approach that all they have to do is say the word drought because they think there's a drought. There's no stipulation keeping the government from saying there's a drought, even though it's not really here, it's coming. There's nothing in it. It's way too general. It's 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 illegal. This is so illegal on every front. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi. Sometimes I call in. I don't clarify my point well okay. enough because I'm rushing through too many sure. points. There's two points here that are very important. Sure. One, that the any state law that they pass, government signs it, that violates the state constitution, U.S. Constitution, is null and void. The mm-hmm. Constitution does not give this power to the state, so whatever they pass is going to be unlawful. Uh, that's really important. We keep that in mind. Law does not supersede or whatever they sign. The uh, uh, the superior law. The superior law is the state constitution. The superior law above that is the U.S. Constitution. The other thing that's really important in this, why it's also unlawful, is uh, compensation. The Constitution, the Fifth Amendment I read off, is it has to be specific what that, uh, excuse me, purpose, the public purpose, that's to use uh, public use, is the word in the uh, phrase in the Constitution. That public use has to be very specific. When I was a kid, the uh, federal government uh, took most of my dad's property for Interstate 10. Mm-hmm. They gave him uh, not, nothing was worth. Who decided what the compensation was? The people still <laughs> took the property. Jeez. But anyway, that's a different point. The point is, there had to be a specific public use. It was that highway. 
and then uh, here they're taking water and they're not uh, you don't know how they're going to use it mm-hmm. and even and then there's no way they can tell you all the ways that it can possibly mm-hmm. use so by that it's in violation of the constitution on, on both those grounds thank you for clarifying that really appreciate it mark thank you um yeah and then of course when they go into a drought you guys all remember the famous quote from spencer cox we're just worried about getting it to you having it be uh, the shots having them actually be safe it doesn't matter as much as it is about the efficiency in getting it to you okay they do that in the emergency during the emergency everybody runs around and acts like their hair's on fire and they do things thinking that they can do anything in the state of an emergency and then ask for forgiveness later or permission later that's the awful state that we're in right now is the constant constant emergency or coming emergency because they switched it they flipped the script mm-hmm. to say coming emergency that's how they that's how they nailed down our state with even one case of covid where the person was literally at home taking tylenol and they shut down our state everybody realizes that <laughs> well in in all fairness though the coming emergency part of it didn't come into effect until after the state bought their crystal balls <laughs> it's so true Oh, it's so true, you guys. Think about it. We have been in the coming state of emergency for decades because all of the measures of the whole climate change, human-caused climate change crazy, every single thing they have done, emissions, everything, has all been enacted on the coming of it. Which never came. Not the actual (laughs) emergency itself. Everything is done on the coming of that. How sick is that? Right? And they, they've gotten away with it for decades. Yep. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yeah, um, I'd like to point out that uh, if they claim they own the water, mm-hmm. they're claiming they own the rights to survival. When I was in survival school, we always point out to everyone that you die without water before you die without food. Yeah. And if they're claiming the rights to mm-hmm. what holds life... Right. They're completely and entirely out of uh, their jurisdiction because they're basically saying, we decide who lives and who dies. Yep. That's what yes. they're doing. And yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. In an emergency, we're going right. to take your water from you. Yeah. And we're going to let two or three other people not die and you'll die. Well, what's the difference if they take two of your kidneys and give it to mm-hmm. one to each yeah. two other people? Yeah. And state of emergency. Two live and one die. Yeah, we're, I'm with you. Thank you for that. I'm with you on this. I mean, there's no telling how far they can go. Yeah. yeah, but that's based on the on the fact that some people are more important than others. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder who that is. Hmm. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Well, hey, Kate. Hey, Hi. How Hi. are you? Good. How? Go right ahead. Hey. So, and one point that um, we haven't been bringing up yet are Mm -hmm. these conservancy districts, which are completely unconstitutional and need to be disbanded. So if we're going to be pushing against this House Bill 150, we really need to be also talking about the conservancy districts because they're trying to take away people's water rights. They're saying that before 1920, if you had a water right on your property, then, you know, we won't take it away from you first. We're going to backtrack it and take away water rights, you know, in a backwards succession until we get back to you, which ultimately 
they'll right. come after all of those grandfathered water rights. The other problem that they're telling people, especially people who live up on, in the mountains mm-hmm. and who aren't technically in a water district, uh-huh. they cannot collect water. They cannot collect snow. They cannot right. collect rain. Right. They cannot dig a well, mm-hmm. um, even though they might have a spring on their property. Anyway, it's just absolutely insane the massive control that they have used over, like you were saying, the last you know several decades. And people... They've done it quietly. People haven't really noticed that this is a huge problem for every farmer, every rancher, every citizen. You own your property. Part of that property, you have water rights and mineral rights that go with that, as well as air rights. Look at Trump. How did he, you know, do his deals, right? One of his biggest deals was he owned the rights to his airspace above a, a tower. He's like, you know what? I will fly a private jet through that space, you know, Mm -hmm. 24-7 if you don't do the deal. So we have more power than we think, and we need to reclaim that power. Amen, sister. Thank you very, very much. Love it. Yep. Yep. The yep. first, the first water cons- all there's three thousand counties in the mm-hmm. United States that have a conservancy water conservancy district. The first one was in 1937, hmm. so it it, go- it doesn't go back that far, really. Right. right. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. The state wants you to think, though, they can control everything. Mm-hmm. They want you to think that the water conservancies have to control everything. And uh, again, it reminds me of the it reminds me of the movie The Crown, to tell you the truth. And in The Crown, they're having a discussion with the woman playing the queen, and she says, "But it's all over if they really stop believing in us. If they stop believing in this family. If they stop believing in the power of the royal family, because it was all built on belief." Everything is built on belief. They they get stipends, they get money from the taxpayers there. All in a matter of belief, just like our currency is a matter of belief now. Everything's belief. You believe it, then it has power. And this is what we do with our state, too. Well, yeah. If we believe it's a law, we (laughs) follow it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. So true. It's really disconcerting. I I think that's one of the, you know, you sit there and you think, they're so afraid. They're so afraid of us not believing in what they have to offer us. And not really offer us and take from us, really, is, is really what this is about, taking from us. I did, uh, I did want to mention the LGBTQ RSVP group is uh, ad, the advocacy group, which is the political faction. If KSL was being honest, they'd call it the political faction of the LGBTQ that seeks to bully everybody. They're the biggest bullies and most hateful people I've ever met in my life, um, is the LGBTQ uh, political faction. They are... They're liars. They, they're, they're bullies. I hate to make a broad statement like that, but I've never seen a people so intent on lying to people about what they're trying to do and in the name of something they're trying to do over and over again through the years. There have been my worst death threats over the years. This, this group that just wants love. Yeah, okay. Uh, biggest bunch of bullies I've ever met. Um, they are going to file lawsuits over the Utah transgender-related surgery law. And, of course, Governor Cox today signed that transgender bill and rele- and, and put out a, a statement. You know, he calls himself he, him. Those are his pronouns. He's very much in favor. Uh, he's not, I mean, he doesn't, he wants people to be able to get these surgeries, especially kids. He, I, there's nothing that he has ever put out that has said otherwise that I've ever seen, right? He just keeps calling it a terribly divisive issue. 
Um, okay. Um, anyway, so uh, he never, he never, you know, comes out and, and says, I oppose it or anything, uh, anything of the like. He just says, yeah, they can be permanent life-altering treatments and long-term consequences. Um, so, and he calls them the most vulnerable youth, careful consideration and deliberation. Um, I don't know how many youth want to do this. I think there's more now because the media has been, um, been really grooming them to want to do this, which is unfortunate. Go ahead. I'm not sure they want to do it. I think they think they need to Mm -hmm. do it. And then the parents are all for it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're convinced Mm -hmm. they should do it, but do they really want to? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, they might want to. I mean, a kid is a kid, right? So a kid wants something. They don't understand long-term consequences sometimes, or they don't understand what they're doing because they're emotional. They want what they want. The immaturity level of a child wants what they want, wants what they want, right? But I don't know how many youth, um, but it, it is amazing to see the direction we're going in, in, in <laughs> grooming the youth. And I really mean that, grooming them to... to to, to have this be sort of normal, it, it, like it's like it's every day. Well, we have to reverse <laughs> that groom. You can go do. I know. You know, I if know. I had a young son today yeah. that was thinking about this, yeah. the first thing I'd say is, do you realize how hard it's going to be on you to go camping from now on? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Uncle Melty. Um, so, by the way, this uh, Wednesday, uh, February 1st, if this plays on a rerun, it's February 1st, this Wednesday, um, Kimberly L. The book Invincible Family. She has been to the UN working um, against fighting what they're doing with the youth. You might want to check that out. Seven o'clock. She's coming down here. Seven o'clock Electric Theater on Wednesday. It's free to the public and uh, be there. That'll be a great event. Great event. She was great on the show. Really appreciated talking to her and all the work she's trying to do. We'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. We have a lot to talk about. New study came out. You're going to want to hear about this too. Be right back.